0: n-e-t-s-u-i-t-e dot com slash (laughs) w-t-f all right let's do this how are you what the fuckers what the fuck buddies what the fucking ears what the fucksters what's happening i'm mark and this is my podcast wtf how are you i'm pretty good i'm trying to uh to level off, you know, uh, Rita Moreno's here. That was a that was an honor, I must say. Uh, that was great to talk to her. Glow ended. We shot the last episode. We finished the last shots of this season, season two of the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, last Tuesday, and then we had a photo shoot, promotional photo shoot Wednesday. But yeah, so it was sort. It's always sort of weird and touching when a production ends because you've been with these people for a few months um but it does feel weird you do develop a little community and a little world with everybody involved in the production from from you know craft services all the way up to the grips to the lighting to the ad's to the there's so many people involved and it's like its own little village for a few months and it was sort of i think it was sort of sad and oddly i don't even remember what the fuck we shot Yeah, we did three and a half, four months there, and I read all the scripts, and I did my part, and I don't know how it's all going to come together, what it's going to look like. I do know that the stories are pretty great and compelling, and and that the season looks good, but you just don't know. Like, I don't remember episode two that I shot. It's a very bizarre thing. It all just becomes this blur, but it's going to be good. We took some fun pictures. Yeah, and uh, everybody's gone their separate ways to do their separate lives. Sad, but the like I said, the season's gonna be. I think it's gonna be great. What else is happening? I'm I'm watching movies. I, I I've watched all the screeners except for one. I didn't watch the uh, the Churchill movie. What's that one called? Um, Darkest Hour. I gotta watch that. I gotta watch. I want to see uh, Gary Oldman encased in a Churchill body cocoon. Like some sort of strain, like at the end of it, he just kind of breaks open. At the end of the shoot, at the end of his production, at the end of his little village of of movie making, he, he just rips out of Churchill from the inside. And uh, there's a metamorphosis back into Gary Oldman. I'd like to see that. Just this, I'd like to see, they should make a short film of that. Just Gary Oldman in the Churchill cocoon. And then like him, like you just see him laying there, the Churchill. And then just, it starts to break open in sort of a grotesque way. And out comes the, the, uh, the beautiful butterfly that is uh, Gary Oldman out of the, the, uh, the, 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 the tough skin of the Churchill Just a concept, just a pitch, you know, don't, you know, you don't have to mark, you know, I'm just saying, just pitching. So yeah, I've seen them all except for that one. Maybe I'll watch that one later. Uh, some of them aren't on here. Like yeah, the bill- three billboards outside ebbing was great. I enjoyed that. The shape of water is nice. The fish, man, the post I thought was okay. Phantom thread was genius. Lady bird. I loved get out was great. Dunkirk. I think I should have seen it in a movie, uh, in the theater. It didn't have the same effect, but I enjoyed the movie. Darkest hour. Didn't see call me by your name. Uh, enjoyed that movie. I watched some other movies. I have to say though, you get, all- I get all these screeners and, um, you know, that movie, all the money in the world, that one was so bad I walked out of my house. That's how bad that was so uh yeah, what else is happening? I'm trying to go through the garage a little bit went through my stack of business cards. It's weird how many business cards uh you have and how far back they go. I mean I have business cards. I didn't even what am I I, I have a a, a a Garris brothers townhouse restaurant package wicker business card Peter Garris. This guy, I went to high school with this guy, and the townhouse is a liquor store and restaurant on Central uh, Avenue in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I don't even know if it's still open, and I know Pete, I went to high school, I don't know if he's still alive or what's going on or whether he owns it now, but I have the business card. Why? I don't know. did take me back, though. It did take me back to buying booze at that place when I was, you know, I don't want to get into the trouble. Here's one, Fran Salomita. What? I have Fran Salomita's business card? I, that Fran Salomita's a Boston comic. He later on went on to do other stuff. And I don't, I don't, I remember running into him. But it brings me back to Boston to watching Fran do his uh, half Italian, half Jewish bit back in the basement at uh, Play It Again Sam's in Alston, Massachusetts, maybe 1987, 88. Fran Salomita. I've got Ruby Mazer's card. Ruby Mazer, Mazer Studios. I've had been carrying this around for like a decade or two. He is actually the guy that created the um, the Rolling Stones logo, the tongue and the lips. He made he did all right with that one. Here's one. I've, I kept this forever. This is Oasis Diner. It's in uh, Burlington, Vermont. I've kept this since the '80s. I don't even know if this place is still there. I was on a road trip with another comic, and I remember going to the diner. It was a classical dining car. I remember having a... I believe I had an open-faced turkey sandwich gravy. Huh. Max Gill and Grill. This is my buddy Eric in Denver. What's in the case? Guitars, Andy Clark. I don't even know if Andy does this anymore. Andy Clark was a guy who worked at Venus Records. There's a friend of my friend, uh, Craig Anton. He's a good guitar player, but he got out of the racket of playing guitar. He was working at a record store. Then he went and got a degree in accounting. I think he went on to uh, accounting and management at restaurants. Guitar collector. Nice guy. Miss him. Should give him a call. I have David Rakoff's business card. That's sad. He passed. What a loss that was. What a great writer. Funny guy. Beverly Laurel Hotel. Mm hmm. Memories there. That's before they renovated Holiday Beach Inn. Holiday Beach Inn. Oh, 411 South Ocean Drive. I don't think this is there anymore. It was this creepy, horrible little hotel that for some reason I stayed in because it was close to my mom's many years ago. Then Billy F. Gibbons, friend of Eric Clapton. That's what his business card says. Billy Gibbons. Sorry. Sorry. I just took a walk down business card lane. Accept my apology. I just thought that would be interesting. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know, folks. Rita Moreno is on the show today. Rita Moreno, the Rita Moreno. What was it? I wanted to tell you something about something else. About something else. God damn it. Oh, I remember I remember what I wanted. To, I remember what I wanted to talk to you about. Have you seen this documentary? I think it's on uh it's on Amazon prime i believe called rumble about the uh indigenous people american indigenous people's involvement in uh in music specifically the blues and rock and roll and you know they talk about link ray buffy saint marie but they talk about um charlie Patton, hey, and i didn't realize i didn't really i should have known this is all accessible history uh about the the kind of uh the Indigenous people and the and the uh, freed slaves and the the sort of uh, these communities that that of, of intermingling of the of the two, it, I knew somewhat about it in New Jersey and whatnot, but I didn't really put together or would never have known that Charlie Patton was a, a American Indian, and 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 that rhythm. There's a rhythm that comes from American indigenous population, the music of the American indigenous people, North American. North American Indians that have, it sort of it kind of weaved its way into popular music. Oh, there was this one jazz singer too. I like, can, that there, there's a type of singing and a type of rhythm that kind of infused itself into jazz and blues and rock and roll. And I never knew anything about it cause I'm, I was ignorant. I was ignorant of it. And it was sort of fascinating to watch in this, in this documentary rumble, Uh, an American Indian woman uh, listening to Charlie Patton and following the lines of his cadence with traditional uh, Indian music from America. uh, It it just was very touching to me and I had no idea. So I've been going down this Charlie Patton rabbit hole trying to connect the dots of uh, North American indigenous music to the blues. Kind of mind blowing. I do enjoy when my mind gets blown. So that was provocative to me. So I thought I'd share it with you for those of you who who give a shit. Um, all right, so Rita Moreno, West Side Story, The Electric Company, met a lot of TV, a lot of awards. A lot. She's like a, a very powerful presence and a very outspoken presence uh, in the world of acting. And um, I was I was very excited that we 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 got that we I got to talk to her. She's doing a new season of One day at a time. It's now streaming on Netflix. You can watch all the episodes now. That's obviously a revamping of the classic old Norman Lear show. Uh, I, I also did this interview, the uh, you know, the day after the SaG Awards, where she presented the Lifetime Achievement Award to Morgan Friedman. And also i I wanted to take, I, you know she's eighty six and she's very uh, lively and clear-headed. But uh, we only had like an hour, and obviously I could have spoken to her for a long time. but this is the time I got to spend with uh, with this Hollywood legend, uh Rita Moreno. so you get your podcasts. Bad. It was very nice what you had to say about Morgan Freeman.
1: Oh, he's, he's my buddy, he's my pal. <laughs> We've known each other for 50 years. Isn't that it's amazing? A, a long friendship. In show business, that's usually really, really, really. Annoying.
0: Yeah, and you guys are, are actual friends. You talk to we each are. other, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's because I, I, you know, I always meet people in here. I talk to them, and and I assume people are friends in show business just because you see them on a but show. They're not,
1: or, they're not. No, they don't know. I don't know lots and lots of people. I don't know lots and lots of stars, for yeah. instance. It is assumed by friends and right. and, and civilians public, right. that I know everybody and they know me. Not so.
0: Yeah, because they think it's a small uh, community. They think that we all must know each other. It may
1: be small, but it's not that
0: small. It's not, it's not as small as it used to be. I mean, I can't imagine, like, you've been doing this a long time. I mean, yes. you won an Oscar in 1961. I have to assume that that, 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 uh, that party, that house... Well, it 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 did feel like more people knew each other then.
1: I think so. I think so. Right. Uh, yes, I think it's uh well you know people travel a lot now too. Right. But I'll tell you something really interesting that happened last night that yeah. just absolutely knocked me out. A young woman, I'm saying young, she's probably about uh, I'm guessing she's her late in her late thirties. Yeah. Uh, came over to my chair at the, yeah. the table. And she kneeled down because I was sitting down. Yeah. So she wasn't she wasn't kneeling really. Right. And began to tell me how, how much I meant to her and how very moved she was by meeting me and to see me and it was so wonderful yeah. that I was there. And she just went on and on and on and I suddenly said to myself, Oh my God, this is Winona Ryder.
0: It was Winona?
1: It was Winona Ryder.
0: Oh, that's so sweet.
1: And I thought I, said, I thought she looked familiar. And I said, Oh, my God. So, following that yeah. up, I'm backstage with, uh, just before I go on to present uh, Morgan, his his wonderful honor. Yeah. And um, and Sarah Silverman yeah. comes up to me and yeah. he, with wet eyes that are slightly gleaming, yeah. says, I love you. I've <laughs> always loved you. Oh, my God, it's you. And I'm saying... My God, it's you! I I was astonished <laughs> and delighted sure. at all these young, and it happened all evening, all evening long. So many young, younger. Yeah. let's put it that way. I'm right. 80, I'm 86, so everybody's younger. Right. Uh, uh, so many people kept coming up to me, and I was just not
0: to speak of delighted. Yeah. I was thrilled. Well, you're one of those people. Like I just, I've always known. You, you feel like you're there your whole life. You know, like you know, it's true because
1: I've been around for so long. Well, yeah, but and like, I've done a lot of different things. Totally so that's thing. different things. The electric company was a very, very big deal.
0: Yeah, and that all that wouldn't. I'm I'm 54, and they, you know, certainly you know, the electric company went into my head. Just the the fact that you did like 700 of them.
1: Oh yeah, we did tons and tons I mean of
0: them. it's crazy how many there this were was five
1: uh, well no, I was gonna say five a week but no we did we didn't even do that. What we did was we did lots of sketches a yeah. day right So heaven 700 right. is probably right.
0: Yeah and, and it's just like it's just part of your imagination. And then when I was looking at your credits and stuff like I, like i would forgotten about carnal knowledge.
1: Oh, that's right. A lot of people forgot. forgotten. That's
0: but a great scene. That's a crazy scene. It's, it's you an, and Jack. It's and you a play the,
1: superb movie. Yeah, it's a Very wild dark. movie. dark.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're the, you play the prostitute, right? That's right. The In that one scene where he's like telling you, you gotta, you're we're doing it gotta wrong. Do
1: exactly as he says because he's paying me. <laughs> right. Oh, what a depressing scene. <laughs> that was a horrible But it was a good scene. scene. That was hard to do, though. Yeah? Oh, it was so hard to do. We were doing it on a... Um, Hydraulic platform uh-huh. the reason being that she, she she should appear according to the uh, directions of um, Mike Nichols uh, no 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 oh. the writer oh uh, who wrote it Oh God I, uh, For Village Voice he did all those wonderful cartoons
0: oh oh right 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 uh, Jules did, did, Pfeiffer oh you did it. Jules you know, Feiffer. Google this. You did it. I couldn't even get there. Good Jules Fife yes. wrote it. Right.
1: And it says that when she's doing him his service, yeah, yeah. that um, she seems to be descending forever and ever. Now, we know what that means, uh-huh. sexually. Uh-huh. But what they did that was really so clever, but insanity, in was to put me on a hydraulic platform looking into the camera as though it were Jack. Right. But Jack was right there right. under the camera to help me. Yeah, You know, whenever I could, I'd look at him for inspiration, if that's what you call it. But you, we had a wall. We were in a warehouse. Uh-huh. And we had a wall that must have been, I don't know, 100
0: really? feet. Really? Yeah, what, yeah.
1: Whatever warehouses right. are. Yeah. And the hydraulic platform would go all the way up. And then the monologue was done on the way down, and the that wall was all wallpapered, the same wallpaper.
0: oh, what that must have looked wild. Oh, it was
1: bizarre. yeah, yeah, extreme. Here's the problem for it, one shot, well, it's a, a major scene,
0: yeah, it is yeah.
1: in in a major movie, but right. it was a major major scene. Yeah. because this was the upshot of what happens to a man who who objectifies women. I mean, it was really
0: to such a degree, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And the one problem and it was a huge one mm-hmm. was that hydraulic platforms have air bubbles. Uhhuh. So, <laughs> so every one. once in a while <laughs> the, bounce? The, 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 I bounce a little. <laughs> and, and then you'd hear you'd hear Mike Nigel say, uh, okay, that's <laughs> take her up again (laughs) and we did it over and over and over and sooner and you know at some point sometimes we'd get to almost the middle (laughs) of my ride and and we were thinking oh thank god and then we'd go oh
0: man so
1: as a result of that and i was not thrilled about doing this scene no i did it because i thought it was brilliant yeah and it needed to be done
0: and And it was, was in a typecast role
1: hell no yeah anyway uh the thing is finally over I go home this this whole movie was shot in uh, Canada I think it was Montreal and two weeks later I answer the phone Rita is this Mike
0: yeah, Mike
1: he said yeah honey and I said no no please tell me no I knew I knew
0: gotta do it again
1: so I had to do it again this time stationary
0: Oh, wow.
1: Which was really, and I did not have Jack there to inspire me. Nothing. I was just looking into this bloody, uh, black uh-huh. uh, lens yeah. on the camera as though it were him. And, uh, I can't tell you how much more difficult that was without Jack there. Isn't
0: I not that bet. interesting? Yeah. So they didn't use any of the footage? They did. Oh, the, from They the, used
1: some of it. Oh, okay. They used stationary, and then uh, they used the moving. Thank yeah. goodness they were able to use some of them, because I thought that was such an incredible effect.
0: Yeah, it was. It sounds like it. Well, Jack, I mean, I've heard. I've not talked to him. I'd love to talk to him, but I don't think that's going to happen. Everybody
1: would love to sure. talk to Jack.
0: But, uh... I hear he just, he, you know, he's very available on set. He loves to, to be, he loves to act all the time. Well,
1: imagine, yeah. I mean, you know how many takes? We must have done, I'm guessing, yeah. we must have got, done about 30 mm-hmm. takes, maybe even more that were interrupted. Sure. And, and uh, he stayed there for me. Right.
0: It's Cause great. Because
1: he, he really knew that as an actor, for myself as an actress, I needed to have something other than a lens to look into. So between takes, like on the way up each time, I'd be looking at him and he had that evil, evil smile that he has. Oh, my God. That is the worst (laughs) smile in the world when he wants it.
0: Yeah. When
1: he wants to. Yeah. He is so wicked.
0: Yeah. But a nice guy, generally?
1: Very. Yeah. Very nice guy. But (laughs) when the uh, awards came along, the New York City Critics was the first always to come up with the awards for movies. And um, they were honoring Jack mm-hmm. and they asked me since I had done the film with him, would I you know do uh, just his section like I did with Morgan Freeman yeah And I said, oh gee, yeah I'd, I'd be thrilled yeah I'd be thrilled And uh, I told the story to the audience which are all critics yeah and I remember Meryl Streep was there uh-huh. um, I told the audience the story of the 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 damn thing yeah. bubbling and ha- yeah. having again and how really generous, and I just praised him to the skies. I said, you know, that's what acting's really all about, and all that kind of stuff. He got drunk, yeah, and he was uh, apparently pretty rude that evening to a lot of people, uh-huh. or, or salacious, or whatever it is he gets. And he said to he said to me out loud, "So if I was so terrific, why didn't you give me something?" and of course everybody laughed right. and I thought how am I going to come back and I did it yeah I said well if there had been something there I would have
0: oh yeah you got and, him
1: and his wicked smile just went clunk
0: just dropped <laughs> dropped <laughs> good one what year was that oh I don't know I don't I don't know years oh yeah but I it...
1: stopped doing years
0: yeah there's no reason to yeah, right. Yeah. Why bother?
1: Right. But when, when I just you, know when I was born.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that, that's good. That's a good one to, to know. And you know where you were born. Yes. Uh, Puerto Rico, right? I was. Do you still have family there?
1: I have uh, some extremely distant, you know, oh, yeah, the cousin sure. of the cousin of the yeah, cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're almost barely related. Right. And so I don't know.
0: Yeah, a it's lot a, of these uh, people. It's an awful time, right there. I now. was there. You I went?
1: Was, I, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I went there about uh, it two weeks now, about two three weeks ago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, I brought a bunch of money with me. Oh, that's nice. And
0: uh, that you collected?
1: I collected some, and some was due me because I was supposed to do a talk there mm-hmm. uh, way before the the uh, storm happened. Yeah. So what I said was, "Okay, I'm going to give my speaker's fee." Yeah. And then we added to that, and uh, Luis uh, Luis uh, Miranda, the pop, yeah. Uh, well, he and I collected fifteen thousand, at an, another. Then Manuel's father. Then Manuel's yeah. father. Yeah. Luis is very, very active and very political, by the way. Mm-hmm. And so I went there with about twenty five thousand, thirty thousand bucks, and we got a, a huge truck with basics. When I say basics, I am talking toothbrushes.
0: Right. Soap. They needed everything. Towels,
1: and I took it upon myself to visit the senior homes mm-hmm. in my hometown. Oh, wow. Which was the first hit by, it was where the storm landed. Which town? Umacao. Mm-hmm. It starts with an H. Mm-hmm. H-U-M-A-C-A-O. And that, what you imagine, it got hit
0: first. Oh, wow. Devastated? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my
1: goodness. And and um, these people have been living without light now, what, up, up until this very moment. Yeah, and it is heartbreaking. One of the things that we brought was uh, solar, battery, um, uh,
0: uh, reading lights, flashes, yeah. flashlights, yeah.
1: and reading lights. Right, that was one of the really important things. I mean, think of it this way. That at night, what do you do at night? You turn around the telly and watch the news. Oh, yeah. You watch your favorite shows. Yeah. You read the newspaper. You Something. catch up. Right. You uh, you read a book. Yeah. You play dominoes, as they do there a lot. You uh-huh. play cards. You can't do anything at night except stare into this
0: black hole oh this is so depressing and horrible
1: it was so horrible so i danced with some of the guys the old guys they were really sweet oh they
0: must have been thrilled that you were there
1: they were well, they were they were very happy they, were, <laughs> and I they was, all knew you i was happy yes of
0: course yes <laughs> you're, you're, rita yeah you're a hero yes. a returning hero
1: yes it was it was very gratifying
0: well how how old were you when you left there i was five. Oh, so did, but did you travel there throughout your life you oh know. yeah, right. I've
1: gone back there a, a bunch of times. I've performed there, all kinds of things. Yeah, and when my book came out, I went to promote it there. Yeah, and uh, read some sections because it was also came out in Spanish. Uh huh. And it, needless to say, it did
0: really well. Of course, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that was a, a great market for it your book. It did
1: really, really well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you come here at five with your mom on a on a ship. Uh huh. And, and how did, wh- when does the showbiz start? How does that happen? It, it was... started
1: in Puerto Rico when I was dancing for Grandpa.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: He was playing records. Remember records?
0: Sure. I have them. I still yeah. I buy them. So do I. Yeah, I love Oh, them.
1: so do I. I have a huge collection yeah, of it's well, great. LPs, yeah. and, and uh, I even have some 78s.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Do
1: you know what I have? What? You're not going to believe it. Don't tell me. I have a seven, 12-inch version of 78s of... Wizard of Oz.
0: Really on seventy eight, that oh, wow seventy eight yeah. but
1: twelve in a big one yeah yeah and a huge looking album oh, with a... with the uh, people singing oh, that's the great. people yeah
0: sure Judy Garland do mm-hmm. you, you knew her right did you know her
1: oh yeah everybody knew her yeah but also when I was uh in my um when I was about ten I started to do dubbing from English into Spanish here and I in in uh, New York yeah. And Ricardo Montalban's brother used to be the director of those. Yeah. Carlos Montalban, and I became the voice of Margaret O'Brien. Uh huh. In Spanish, a tree grows in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. In Spanish. Yeah. Dubbing.
0: Yeah. So, you so, had, so you,
1: I'm very good, by the way, at doing looping.
0: Re, I as bet. a result, just watching the screen and just doing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: really good at that.
0: So you played, uh, you uh, you just dubbed TV shows and movies. No, and, it, there were no, there's TV, no TV shows. Yet, then. Just movies. No. So it's it was movies. just dubbing movies. Meet
1: Me in St. Louis. Oh, Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Meet Me
0: in St. Louis. That was Judy Garland, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they had. This is interesting. They had a singer from Cuba. Who would fly in just to do her singing voice? Why they would do that, I'll never understand. Why in heaven's name would you dub Judy Garland's voice with someone and else? Cuban, yeah, who, who tried very, very hard to sound like her. Oh, but that's you know bizarre. Like that her.
0: you should just leave the music I in, not, intact. That's I could wild. not
1: understand it.
0: So you, uh, so you dance to your grandpa, but then you come here mm-hmm. and you start dance. You start working immediately in on stage.
1: I started to go a, a friend of ours yeah. who was a, da- a Spanish dancer visited my mom the apartment one day and she saw me bopping around uh-huh. and she just had an instinct and she said you know I have a feeling that Rosita might be a good dancer can I take her to my dance teacher and my mom said sure Yeah, and I went to meet a man named Paco Cancino who uh-huh. was Rita Hayworth's uncle
0: wow Rita but, Hayworth's uncle she
1: was Margarita Cancino
0: oh okay yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, it was thought that I would probably be a very good dancer, so th- that started it,
0: and that's when he started doing. And I was five, yeah. And so how old were you when he did the first stage show? The first,
1: the first show I ever did was in the village as a partner to my dance teacher, who was, you know, all of five feet one, I think uh-huh. And I was about uh, I was a little girl. yeah, I was about six.
0: I can't even imagine when and he, he
1: partnered me, and oh. i we played castanets. Which I still play by the way
0: you can still do it I do it's a that's a very uh, yeah I don't know I don't know I, I have, I've seen them yeah and I don't know how it uh, it's it a very really takes an skill. enormous
1: amount of muscle in your lower arm
0: yeah because like people don't realize they're not connected no you, no <laughs> they're not
1: connected and <laughs> what makes the sound is when you connect them with your four fingers right your thumb holds the the uh, the the rope yeah yeah and, the, and, and the, you do it tight enough so that the castanets open up like a clam.
0: Right, right. I get it, yeah. And then you do that. Oh, wow. So it's a, a, it takes a, a whole different skill of holding. Oh, yeah, there.
1: yeah. I'm not even sure that I can play them well enough now because I don't know if I have that kind of strength in my lower right. arms. Well, th- fortunately, wrist. you
0: don't have to play castanets. But I love right. to. And oh. I,
1: I do it in my act sometimes. And when you an, do your show? Act.
0: Your, yeah. one, your one act. Your one-person show? Mm-hmm. You get the castanets going?
1: I sure do. I love to do it because it's such an unusual instrument, Yeah. particularly nowadays. I mean, whoever heard of I those know, things? I,
0: I just remember seeing them when I was younger. I don't think I've seen a pair of castanets I know in that a people time. call
1: them clackers.
0: Clackers, <laughs> right. Yeah. You
1: the clackers. Well,
0: I know there's kind that are connected for easier for people that don't. Well,
1: no, that's for, that's for uh, percussionists. Right. They are connected yeah. and they just... Do fingers right, stuff Right, right, but
0: not them. that's not the real and, deal. That ain't a
1: cast it.
0: Where'd you learn how to do that? From this dance teacher?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was a Spanish dance teacher. Uh-huh. So I learned all kinds of um, Spanish dances from Spain, uh, Mexico, I- the Mexican hat dance.
0: Oh, yeah. Around the sombrero? Yep.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which I used to do in high school, in, in, not in high school, but in grammar school all the time.
0: And th- when you were growing up, wh- what part of New York did you grow up in?
1: In Manhattan on 180th Street.
0: I can't imagine what it was like then. Like, everything was so much different. Uh, even watching you the other night and just realizing that, you know, you've watched this Where business. I come
1: from. Where you come the, from. And it, in history. It,
0: it, it's crazy, right? It I mean, is. the changes, like, even New York was so much more intimate then and seemed must not seem so different.
1: But you know what's interesting, too? Yeah. The gangs were starting to form then. Already. Now... There was no dias- diaspora uh-huh. when I came to New York City because- uh, From
0: from Puerto Rico? Yeah, yeah, not then. Not yet. So there
1: was nobody who spoke Spanish. In school, when I went to yeah. uh, kindergarten, didn't know a word of English.
0: Where were most of the people from? Uh, the Italians they were they there Italian, already? they were Irish, Irish. Yeah. they
1: were Jewish, uh-huh. they were anything but Hispanic. They no kidding. There wasn't one Latino kid wow. in kindergarten. And not it was, yet. It was really scary for me. It was very hard.
0: Were they hard on you? Oh yeah. Ah, oh, when and so when? Well,
1: they were. They, they were, as I said, gangs were just starting to form. Which gangs? Uh, I don't know.
0: The Latino gangs?
1: No. Oh, you mean? Oh, like- no, 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 Irish.
0: Oh, just oh, the street Irish gangs, right? And street gangs. Yeah, wow.
1: And I used to walk to school f- for lunch. Yeah. I mean, walk from school to my apartment building for lunch, and then walk away again, and then come home, and I used to zigzag to avoid these kids because they. Right away, they were saying terrible things to me, calling me spick. Oh, really? And, you know, I barely spoke English, and yeah. I didn't know what that meant, but I knew that I was there was something bad about me. That's what happens. Yeah, Children are very tender.
0: Internalized. Features. Right.
1: And they feel that, you know, people behave badly to you because... You're a bad person. Right. You may not know why, but... Uh, that's, it's your fault. It's my fault.
0: Right. And that, started, that dialogue terrible. starts. Terrible. Yeah, it's all, And then you gotta go home and be like, why am I different? Why are they and, saying and, this to And, you know, me? I
1: never told my mom.
0: You didn't? No.
1: Well, First, I felt... I'll tell you why I didn't what? tell her. I intuited that she was not able to do anything about it and I didn't want to make her worry.
0: Right. So you're carrying yeah, the burden. Exactly. You're gonna carry the, the, the hatred of the kids that's right. and protect your mother. That's right. Carrying the big load for a kid.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a very big load for a kid.
0: And your mom wasn't married again? or didn't. Where was your dad? Well, my
1: mom married five times. Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) A lot of men. So she, uh,
1: well, she was a good girl. Uh Uh-huh. You know. Uh Uh-huh. So she uh, divorced my father in Puerto Rico, my biological father, and who was a, you know, woman crazy. Uh Uh-huh. Like uh, many of those Latino guys were, certainly in those days.
0: Did you have a relationship with him? At all?
1: Not much, because she only left for six months. She left me there with him after the divorce, and she came back about five months later again by ship (laughs) to bring me. How long did that take? Bring me back to oh god days. Yeah. Uh, Actually, on the way back to the United States, she kept saying to me, "We're going to. You're going to a better life. You'll see." Uh And the first thing that happened was this horrific storm, which delayed us. And uh, everyone was throwing up. It was a horrific. You're on it the was... boat
0: already? Yeah. Ugh.
1: We're on the boat. That and, scares and, me. And, oh, it was very scary. Yeah. And, you know, everyone really was getting violently yeah. ill. It was horrific.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And But uh, you made it.
1: Yeah, of course. But you that six months, make it.
0: the six months you spent with your dad, that was about the longest. That was it for the long stretches. And then it was uh-huh. done. Uh-huh. That was
1: it. And uh, I saw him again many, many years later when I was about. Oh, 19 or so.
0: Oh, yeah. Already in movies? 20.
1: Yes, I was making an appearance along with other stars from a particular movie. I don't remember which one, but I know that, that, what's her name was with us? Um, um, Katie Hurado Uh and uh, some, you know, well-known people whom I don't remember now. And he came backstage and I was just furious with him. Oh, really? Where have you been? Yeah. Where have you been? How, And I i didn't want anything to do with him. I was so angry at him yeah. that he left my mother in such dire straits. Right. And, you know, and I forgot about the, I conveniently forgot about the divorce. Right. Um, you
0: just had the abandonment and the anger. That's and, it. Yeah. And,
1: and uh, I wouldn't date a Hispanic man if you paid me <laughs> because that's how I perceived them. Yeah. Because my mom went with several.
0: Uh-huh. Actually, and, and my kept...
1: second father yeah. was a lovely man. Uh-huh. I loved him. He was Cuban. Yeah. And he, he had strawberry blonde hair. A lot of Cubans, by the way, are, are, uh, are blondes. Yep, blonde I yeah, blonde and really. blue. didn't know that. Yeah, really? Yeah. I think that's, it has something to do with Scotland, I think. I'm not sure. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm sure there's a, a history to that. Yeah. I right. that, now I'm going to go look it up later.
1: Yeah, actually, I'm curious. I'm yeah. curious too. And I loved him very much, and then she found someone else. She was very young. Uh-huh. She was inexperienced. Yeah. You know, I, I can't say that I, I, I dislike her for what happened, but I had five fathers.
0: How was the third guy?
1: Third guy was the one I really hated. Yeah, really? He was uh, Hispanic, and he was uh, Mexican. He uh, had a wonderful speaking voice because he, he worked for the local Spanish station, uh-huh. radio, and uh, he was kind of full of himself, and I just saw through him. And my mother was like just gaga,
0: oh, he's gaga. A, little, a I, real charmer, huh? And I
1: was also jealous. Right. Because till them, she'd been my mommy.
0: Right, but not an abusive guy and just was, to annoy Oh, him.
1: no, 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 not yeah. at all. Yeah.
0: No, no.
1: Nobody was ever abusive.
0: That's good. You so, got lucky uh, there. Yeah, I
1: did. I did.
0: How long did you, did you still, did you keep your policy of no Latino men for life?
1: I did. It was really traumatic for me. I guess very traumatic. Yeah, and uh, in fact, when uh, somebody would flirt with me, who was Latino, I'd, I'd get, I'd get shivers.
0: Which happened all the time, I imagine.
1: Uh not that often, really. When but, you're out but, in public, but no? it, it did happen, yeah. and when it did happen, I would literally get chills. I get frightened,
0: but you did marry. You got married.
1: I married, and I I stayed married for forty six years too to that's good. a nice Jewish doctor.
0: Sure, of nice course. Jewish doctor, sensitive yeah. guy.
1: Well, that's you know, it's it's redundant.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my father was a, a nice Jewish doctor. He did. He wasn't that nice ultimately, but the, you know. Well, no, my like,
1: husband was a wonderful man. He was terrific.
0: That's nice. Yeah, forty six years. That's a good he run. He was
1: the most devoted. Husband and and father and later grandfather. What a great grandfather he was!
0: That's sweet. Wow, that's great. Killer, and that oh that's oh that's. But, nice they, to but, have but that. you
1: know we had our problems too because he was very controlling. Uh-huh. Which is not surprising the way I was brought up. You know you want you want daddy.
0: Sure. Yeah. If you get if you if you're missing one, you're kind of always looking.
1: You're that's what I
0: was always looking and for. And also, you were a, a Hollywood uh, starlet. But
1: after a while, that kind of control yeah. does, does not sit well. And one day, you want to start growing up, and that's when the problem starts.
0: Yeah. Because you know? you're, 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 yeah, you're part trying,
1: of you. Trying part, to you know, use your wings, as yeah. it were. And,
0: as an adult. Uh,
1: as an adult.
0: Yeah, that's when it gets weird. Because there's so much of you that's grown up, but there's one yeah. part and that the, isn't.
1: And, and the, he was, you know, he just had to do everything
0: for uh-huh, me. Uh-huh
1: and it began to be just absolutely maddening annoying but we stayed yeah. married we stayed married for 46 years
0: well also i imagine that coming from where you you know like you're a well-known movie star mm-hmm. you know with the you know with the exciting past that must have been threatening on some level to him yeah
1: i think it was and i didn't realize that right I think it was. And you know there was all kinds of handsome guys around me all the time in my <laughs> yeah, business. Good, good. Yeah. And uh, I I would think it would give you pause if you were the guy.
0: If you were the guy who you you know who you, you're you're in love with uh, someone who dated Marlon Brando or Elvis Presley. That was a, a
1: that was a big deal.
0: It's a lot to carry, man. It is. <laughs>
1: In all fairness to him, absolutely.
0: (laughs) I don't know if I could handle it. There must have been moments where it's like, oh, what, I'm not Elvis Presley?
1: (laughs) No, no, I never got that.
0: (laughs) No, good. He
1: had way too much class.
0: Oh, good. Well, that's good. You got to respect him for that, huh? He
1: was extremely bright, very intelligent. He's had high IQ. What kind of doctor? And I've always been attracted to people who are very, very smart, including women. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm always attracted to the woman who's had a great education. It's interesting when I had roommates, for instance. Right. We're not talking uh, gay relationships. Right. Just talking. Uh, sure. Sharing apartments because Being impressed for it. Friendship.
0: Yeah. 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 So wh- when when did you start doing films?
1: When I was uh, seventeen.
0: Yeah. What was the first one?
1: It was called. <laughs> So young,
0: so bad. <laughs> yeah,
1: and my agent could never get it right. Yeah, and he'd say, you know, when he was trying to push me, he'd uh-huh. say, you know, it's so good, so young. She said, so good, so young. <laughs> I'd say, so
0: young, so bad.
1: Bullets <laughs> Durgum.
0: Yeah, that was his name.
1: His name. Bullets was Durgum. Bullets Durgum. In New York? No, this was in L.A.
0: Was he? Uh, was he with an agency or is he on yeah, guy, his own? Yeah, and guy? that was his
1: own agency.
0: Bullets Durgum.
1: The Bullets Durgum agency.
0: Yeah, Is and that- he
1: was about—he uh, was about—he was under five feet tall. Uh huh. And he had a, sh- a head shaped like,
0: like a bullet. A- yes. <laughs> <laughs> and no
1: hair. So,
0: was Bullets he a- was he a big agent or was he a?
1: He was in the middle. Uh huh. I mean, a lot of people knew him because you know someone with the name like that.
0: Bullets, yeah, it's memorable. And he
1: talked very fast. Yeah. You know, hey, Reader, how you doing, Reader?
0: (laughs) Where where was he from, New York?
1: I have no idea. (laughs) I never wanted to know anything about him.
0: Reader. Reader. So so you moved out here permanently when you were 17? I did. I
1: came with my mom.
0: Oh, she came too? Yeah. So you're both out here in the beautiful Southern California. And
1: she had by this time divorced the Mexican guy. The third one. That's the Moreno, actually. That's where I got that last name. From
0: the third one? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Because my uh, actual name, Rosita Dolores Alverio, no one could ever pronounce Alverio to save my life, Alvario, Right, sure. Alvarining. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> I got I to gotta get a name that people can pronounce. So I took his name.
0: It worked. It worked. So, that, so the first movie, was it a musical or just acting?
1: It was, uh, it was about runaway schoolgirls.
0: So was it like Anne
1: a... Jackson was in it? She was very young too. Oh wow. The actress, the yeah, New yeah. York actress. Yeah. And Anne Francis was in it.
0: So that was just a, was it like a B movie or was it like? It was a
1: B movie. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the very early independent movies. Oh. Paul Henry, do you remember Paul Henry, the actor?
0: I don't, I don't.
1: You uh, would if I, if I tell you, what was the name of that famous movie he did with Bette Davis?
0: I know. Uh, now Voyager. Oh, good. Yeah, good.
1: Now Voyager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he lights the two said He was very romantic. Yeah. Leading man. He was European. Yeah. And he decided to make his own movies when um, um, uh, he got blacklisted. Oh, okay. So he he put this movie together of runaway schoolgirls, and it was a bit exploitive, but not terrible.
0: But that was sort of that time in the early 50s where things they were doing, those kind of motorcycle gang movies. They were
1: just starting to do independent Uh films. uh Little black and white movies. Not
0: outside the studio system. Outside of the
1: studios. That's why they were called independent. And I remember seeing a movie with um, Tony Curtis, whose name was then Bernie Schwartz. Right. In a movie called City Across the River, Uh which came from a very famous book about gangs called... um, the Amboy Dukes.
0: Right. Okay. And I
1: remember seeing uh, Tony Curtis and just dying. He was gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. He made such an impression. He had a small part in that movie, and the world wanted to know who
0: he was. Really? Bernie Schwartz. That was the one that broke him. That was the one? That was the one yeah, where everybody... I think it's,
1: a, it's his first movie.
0: Uh-huh. He and just... he changed his name after that? I guess. Somebody said that. Because it wasn't Bernie Schwartz for long. You're a good-looking kid. Lose the Bernie. Lose I the have, Schwartz.
1: I have a wonderful photograph of myself with him uh-huh. where we were doing an Arabian Nights television show. And Don't even ask me what it was about. I don't remember, but it's a wonderful movie. He was still looking pretty gorgeous. I looked so pretty. Yeah. And I was an Arabian princess. Uh-huh. But he was saying things like, Yonder likes the castle of my father, the caliph. <laughs> I mean,
0: He, he never, really, yonder. Ne, never lost that accent. Oh,
1: no. It was just <laughs> pathetic.
0: <laughs> That's too much.
1: Well, D was also in... And what was the one with Kirk
0: Douglas? Spartacus?
1: Yes, he yeah. talked just, just like, like that. that. Yeah, just, just like that. The Brooklyn
0: Spartacus? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and they ask him... Oh, I know. The king asks him. Peter Rustoff says, And what do you do, boy? And he says... I am a poet, poet and a singer. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that recently, and I swear I wet my knickers. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I am a poet and a singer.
0: Yeah, and the thing I guess he. Was and so- then the
1: king has to, you know, with a straight face, the actor Peter Ustinov says, yeah. "Good, we need someone like you know." And I'm saying Peter Ustinov must must have just split a gut.
0: <laughs> yeah, they must have had to do a few takes on that one. Oh God. Well, I guess he was such a, a, an appealing-looking person. Everybody gave him a pass. Who cared? Right. Exactly. He was gorgeous. Yeah. Ava Gardner
1: a... was the world's worst actress, but I would drop everything to go see her. Pretty she was beautiful. Huh?
0: Yeah. So, like, and did you... So, you got to know a lot of these people, didn't you? No. I mean, it's time... No, Who am never. I going to know? Who? But just, like, I, I just... See, again, then we're back to that. Like, who has really... Who's, who's friends in Hollywood, right? No, I never
1: knew any of those people. I was also very shy. Yeah. And uh, I, I never knew anybody.
0: But who, when you did, like, you appeared in, after that movie, you started doing a couple musicals, right?
1: Yeah, I did Singing in the Rain, which I adored. That That's was so a much fun, fun
0: movie. Yeah, Gene. Oh, I can't. Gene uh, Kelly. And you got to watch him live right up close. I
1: was there every day when I didn't have any work to do. Oh, yeah. I was there every single day. I saw everything that they shot. Everything. Yeah. The Be a Clown number, Make Them Laugh number. But yeah. I was there when he did the singing in the rain with the rain when he had 103 fever. Oh, wow. I was there every day watching everything. It's one of my favorite movies.
0: It's amazing. I call
1: it my Christmas movie. I watch it every year. How old
0: were you when you were sitting there?
1: I was, yeah, I was under contract to MGM, so I was really young. I must have been about 18.
0: Really? Yeah. So you were under contract with MGM. How does that work? What, what is the process of being under contract? Because I, I, I don't know if I've ever talked to anybody about that.
1: Uh-huh. Well, uh, a talent scout actually saw me uh-huh. perform at my uh, dance school recital. And in those days, talent scouts went everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. And, and you're
0: like 15?
1: And I was about, I think I was about 16. Uh-huh. And he saw me dance. I was a Spanish dancer. And he came backstage afterward, gave my mom his business card, and it said MGM. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget his name, Dudley Wilkinson.
0: Wow. Great name, huh? Yeah, it's a couple of good names today, <laughs> Bullets and Dudley. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> and he said to my mom, it's not the right time, but I'll be in touch with you now and then because I, I think MGM can use this young lady. Oh, really? Yeah. And we well, We went crazy, and we waited months. Uh-huh. And he would call now and then.
0: Really? How's yeah, she doing? Yeah, say
1: everything okay. Uh-huh. You know, I haven't forgotten and all that. And one day he called and said, Louis B. Mayer is coming into town and I would like Rosita to meet him. Wow. And that's exactly what happened. We went to the Waldorf Astoria where he had the bed, penthouse apartment where the elevator actually opened, opened into... into the, yeah. yeah, I know. It was just unbelievable. It
0: opened into the room, into I mean, the house, this into is, the apartment. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is the man who did... Uh, uh, uh,
0: all of it. He invented movies almost. He
1: practically, yeah.
0: There yeah. the him and the Warners and the other ones. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but especially MGM, MGM. MGM had yeah. the best ones. Yeah. They had Gene Kelly. Yeah. They had uh Judy Garland they had uh uh um the tap dancer. Fred Astaire. The woman, Ann Miller. Yeah. Ann Miller. Yeah. They were all there. Yeah, then. I mean, it was just all the great dancers. Oh my god!
0: And did you? What and Elizabeth
1: was... Taylor was there. Yeah, she was my role model because I didn't have a role model. Yeah, yeah. Latin girls didn't have such a thing. Right. So she became my role model.
0: So you meet, so you met him. What was that like?
1: Oh, he was he was he was very avuncular.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, uh huh. And he looked me over and took my hand. And I had made a point of trying to look as much like Liz Taylor as I could. <laughs> yeah. I did, because she was a teenager when she found him. Yeah. yeah, so I did my hair like her. I did my eyebrows like her. I I got I got a, um, I got a uh, waist cincher because she had this tiny, tiny wasp waist, and I dressed just like her, just like her. Uh huh. And he took you put my a mole on your face? No, that <laughs> I didn't. do. But he took my hand and he looked me up and down. And he said. Why, She looks like a Spanish Elizabeth Taylor. Wow!
0: Ah! <laughs> you, you did it. <laughs> I done did it. Yeah, and that was it. That's and then they signed and you. They
1: literally, yes. He took the word of the uh, of the talent scout Dudley. He felt that uh, you know that's why they had these guys. Yeah, they trusted these guys.
0: And then once you're put under contract, wait, that's when you moved. Yes. And then what? And then what does that mean? Do you you just go? Do you-, you
1: literally go and you find yourself a little cottage or house. Yeah. I mean, we had to do that on our own.
0: A bungalow. Uh,
1: exactly. That's the word for yeah. it in Culver City, which was near the studio. Uh huh. I got a driver's license, and on the very first day that I acquired the license, I had an accident. <laughs> I ran into somebody. Oh man was so horrible yeah. <laughs> i was so thank god it wasn't bad but yeah. i did crunch somebody's rear
0: and those, those were big old cars then oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
1: anyway uh and it was a very old car that i had you know it was like more like 24th hand uh-huh
0: uh-huh <laughs>
1: really really old yeah in fact it was so old it had a little uh what do they call those those little backs rear oh, seats the-
0: Oh, yeah, Rumble Seat.
1: Rumble, It had a Rumble yeah, Seat. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how old that car oh, wow. was. <laughs> yeah. Old. Uh-huh. And uh, that's...
0: And you wait around for a role or you go to the studio? Well, Did what they, they, have what they had
1: at the time, they had uh, a little stable of young people, yeah. one of whom was Debbie Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Another was Amanda Blake. And they had a dramatic a teacher of drama who was a joke.
0: Uh-huh.
1: She was George Sidney's wife. He was a... He was a, a house director uh-huh. at MGM. He directed all the sort of B kind of stuff. Right. And she was a horrible. She was a horrible teacher. And you
0: all had to go to school.
1: Well, and I still had to because I was still seventeen. Okay. So they had a, a lady following me around.
0: Uh huh.
1: And a really old maid kind of lady, and uh-huh. I smoked. Yeah. At the time I was seventeen. Yeah. And uh, she she saw me light up, and she said, "You can't do that." <laughs> As long as I'm here, you do not <laughs> smoke. Yes, ma'am.
0: Then just go smoke somewhere else.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: So, so like you would, you went to school on the on the lot or at a school. Yeah, yeah. No, no,
1: actually, I was seventeen, going on eighteen. Right. What they didn't know is that I had quit school when I was sixteen.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
1: I quit high school and I started working as a dancer in nightclubs and stuff.
0: But not burlesque. Just no, no, four No, shows. there
1: were a lot of nightclubs and yeah. this. And uh, I was underage. Yeah, you could not work in a place where liquor was sold when, unless you were eighteen or over. And I lied all the time. Right. And some places just sort of were were complicit because some of them, they'd see a cop coming in and they put a mink coat on me uh-huh. in a far corner. Yeah. Of the of the nightclub, like I was. patron. <laughs> yeah. Just blend a, in. Patron. Don't say
0: anything. Yeah. Yeah. So those, but it was, it's interesting that there was so much work for dancers at one time. Like, you know, like there was all these live shows that had dancers. Yeah. Movies had dancers. Like it was like a. But you
1: know, I, I, it was hard for me to get work because I was a Spanish dancer. Uh-huh. Who the hell employed a Spanish dancer with the ruffled costumes?
0: You got You got to wait for castanets. them. And castanets. Yeah.
1: I usually worked out of town where age wasn't a problem. Very specific. Uh, very. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Uh uh Boston, Montreal. Yeah. You know, places like that.
0: So you did so many movies that weren't dance movies. You That's know. right. I mean like Well was... isn't
1: that isn't that typical of show business?
0: Yeah. Like it's sort of astounding that there was like westerns and comedies.
1: Oh, I did lots of Indian maidens and in westerns.
0: And then but that started to get That up. was after
1: M G M dropped me.
0: How long were you with MGM?
1: Uh I was with them I think for about three years. I was heartbroken. It was like Daddy had said, "I don't
0: love you oh, anymore." And you did singing in the rain with them. Was that the? That
1: was after I was oh, dropped, was. which is interesting.
0: So you only did a few movies with them.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, small just a parts,
0: few. and then singing in the rain.
1: Singing in the rain, and, and that, that was that. who
0: were you with then? Was it another contract with a studio?
1: Nope.
0: you just nope, freelance. That was, M-
1: that was MGM.
0: That was MGM, but you yep. weren't under contract anymore.
1: Not anymore. But uh, I don't know why. Um, Jean uh, had seen me in the commissary of something, something like that. Yeah, and uh, he said, "I'll take her."
0: And then, so eventually, you got tired of playing. I got tired of playing parts.
1: native girls, and I was still stuck with them. But there came a time when I thought, "This isn't. This isn't a life. This isn't a career. This is terrible." But that's all I could get.
0: Like you'd literally go in that was all they they that would all, all they were looking for
1: agents. I mean, uh, producers wouldn't see me for anything else. And
0: but. they were they were completely limited one line parts, caricatures.
1: Well, they were, you know, why you know love uh, Lolita no more? You know, Jan Pig. Yeah. Do you think you can fool Carmelita? <laughs> and it's funny now, but boy, it hurt. Yeah. It hurt a lot. Yeah. And I played a lot of American Indian squaws. Right. Tons. Couldn't ride a horse but I rode many of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was it. In
1: my buckskins. Oh, which were freezing.
0: They'd make you ride?
1: Yeah. Well, no, I lied.
0: <laughs> right. You can you, you can you
1: can you ride? Of course.
0: Of course I can ride a horse.
1: And I remember uh this first time I I lied like that. Yeah. And that morning when we started shooting, it was about in Kanab, Utah. And it was For which movie? Freezing. I, I You don't, don't know <laughs> Uh, and they, they said, can you ride us? I said, of course. And thank God it was a western saddle with a pommel. That's uh-huh. all I can tell you. Hold on. And it was freezing. Can I have Utah at 5, 6 in the morning? Yeah. It's like uh, 20, 18 degrees. And buckskins yeah. are, you might as well have uh, a slab of ice on you. <laughs> it's horrible.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And the uh, the um, the person who's yeah. in charge of the horses Says to all of us, there there are about five of us on horseback, uh-huh. and I had never been on a horse in my life.
0: Oh, my God. that's too-
1: And I'm holding on to the pummel, and he says, okay, here's what we're going to do. Wrangler. He's the wrangler. Oh, there you go. So he says, here's what we're going to do. After so-and-so says such and such a line, I'm going to shoot off a gun, and that'll get the <laughs> <laughs> That'll make the horses go, yeah, and I thought oh wow, okay, so action and they do they do the uh shoot off the yeah. gun, and my horse takes off like a bat out of hell <laughs> I mean to the point where he went so fast that I was riding on my back that's scary because it yeah. was he was went so fast yeah, and I finally was able to get myself up I mean imagine this Indian girl with a feather in in, in her <laughs> thing yeah and she's saying oh damn it oh <laughs> and that damn horse was very angry he didn't want to be doing this yeah and we get to a ravine and he stops short like bam yeah f- hoping <laughs> fully that i would just fly sort of off. <laughs> just run you know just yeah. fly over him yeah. and fall into the ravine oh my god and thank god for the pummel because it saved me. I mean, I went sideways,
0: Yeah. but I'm hanging on to the pommel. Oh, my God. That's the first time on a horse. Yeah. I, did they know that maybe you hadn't ridden before?
1: <laughs> no, because because it ran, it ran so fast and away into trees yeah. and stuff like that. They didn't see it. They just had to see, the camera just had to see that we were taking off. Oh, that was it. So we were out of frame.
0: So they, they already cut and your yeah, horse is yeah, on yeah. his way to the ravine. What's with that one?
1: It's like when they asked me if I could swim and I said, of course.
0: You couldn't swim either?
1: No, it was an Esther Williams movie. Come
0: on. No,
1: I couldn't swim. You really
0: needed to know how to swim in an Esther Williams movie. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs>
1: there was a big number where all the, we were in Hawaii. Uh huh. We were in uh, Kauai, actually. Oh, I love it there. Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, the day kept coming quick, sooner and sooner, and I do not know how to swim. At all. At all. No, not at all. Oh. <laughs> I'm a New York kid. Right. What? Yeah. If I went into a pool in New York at the public pools, I'd go into the shallow edge. You yeah, know, yeah, splash yeah. a lot. Sure. So, so <laughs> comes, I mean, a week, is a week left. Yeah. And literally... And I tried to swim in the pool when no one was looking at the hotel. I couldn't. And one night, I swear to God, I don't know how these things actually happen, I dreamed I could swim.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the next morning, I just had a feeling. I went into the pool. Well, I couldn't do a breaststroke, but I could do a backstroke. Uh I was actually able to do that. So there is this scene (laughs) a few days later with hundreds of people swimming in the lagoon uh-huh. and there's one person doing the backstroke <laughs> in this crowd of people and it's me
0: yeah <laughs> you pulled it off huh
1: <laughs> i don't know how i mean you know you, you're crazy when you're young
0: Well, these are but i these mean i could
1: have drowned
0: right oh definitely know? yeah yeah it was pretty bold and these were just basically, their, What were they extra parts? These like, were extras. Yeah, yeah, I
1: wasn't an extra. I played. I had a little feature role in right. it. Right. But um, I had a speaking part, uh-huh. yes. Uh-huh. And I'm supposed to be able to swim.
0: Uh-huh. And you did it. As long as you were on your back, you could do it.
1: Unbelievable.
0: So when did the big movies start to happen? Like, I didn't realize that you had done, like, 20 movies before you did oh, West done Side Story. I a whole bunch of yeah, movies, yeah. yeah.
1: And I did a lot of TV and stuff. Only the Westerns, though.
0: Yeah. Only there the was, Westerns. Always
1: Conchita Lolita. Yeah. <laughs> always. Always, always. It
0: never changed. At some point, you changed.
1: It never changed. And then uh, what happened was, what came first? Yeah, The King and I. Yeah. And I was under contract to 20th Century Fox, who made that movie. Uh-huh. And I tested for it, along with a lot of other girls who really yeah were more proper. They looked Asian. Uh-huh. I'm supposed to be playing an Asian girl, right. Burmese. And I thought, oh, well, I don't stand a chance here. And I got the part. I got, the, don't even ask me. I, I really felt very guilty. I felt guilty because I felt so happy to get it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you're feeling guilty because you're usually typecast as another ethnicity. Exactly. And then, exactly. And then you, you, you didn't want to take away work I from I mean, the, there
1: was like, a, a young actress named Franz Nguyen. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Oh, my God. God, she was beautiful. Uh-huh. She was Vietnamese and French. And uh her name Franz Nguyen and I thought, "Oh, she's the one. She's going to get it." She, she was just breathtakingly lovely. Yeah. And for for years and years I felt so guilty whenever I saw her. And I thought it's just not fair.
0: Yeah. But, it was, but I b- did it. But right. But it's like it, it show business isn't fair for anybody. <sighs>
1: Yeah, that's
0: on, on some level you know there's it's a very yeah. weird heartbreaking endeavor it sure is <laughs> you, you know is. what i mean because you realize that it yeah. is
1: heartbreaking i i won an oscar for west side story i also won a um a golden globe and then didn't do a movie for a couple of years
0: what is my that? heart
1: a- broke my heart just broke
0: what happened I mean, why you don't... I was
1: the definitive Hispanic, I guess. I don't know.
0: They they didn't book you, or you didn't weren't looking. No, no,
1: they they weren't looking. <laughs> my agents were killing themselves yeah. trying to get me jobs. Yeah. And uh, uh, we got a very few offers, and the offers were gang movies.
0: So they typecast me again. Gangland movies, yeah. yeah. With and, an Oscar.
1: And this time I said with an Oscar and a Golden Globe. Huh. And this time I said to myself, you know, I tucked that little gold guy under my arm, and I said, I'm not going to do this again. And haha! I showed them. I didn't work for a very long time.
0: Yeah. For years. And when you came back, were the roles better? It was a, it
1: was a Hispanic part, but it was a legitimate one with uh, Alan Arkin. It was called Poppy.
0: Oh, he he's great. Oh, he's wonderful. I adore him. He, you guys, wow. Oh, what
1: a great guy.
0: He was playing a, a Hispanic part? He was playing a
1: Puerto Rican. how do you do? The accent, not yeah. so good.
0: No. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's not that easy.
0: No, I guess not.
1: I mean, you, you uh, American actors think they know how to, it's like Carlito's way.
0: Yeah. Where Pacino's
1: oh, playing, yeah. uh, is he a Cuban or a Puerto Rican?
0: Uh, oh, yeah. I well, think he, it was, he, I it be, was a terrible accent. I don't think he ever shook that accent he made for Scarface, that Cuban <laughs> accent. Like, I think that stuck with him for decades. Yeah. I think that's his go-to Latino accent.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I had a go-to accent, too, when I was young. Everything yeah. sounded like this.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I play a Hawaiian girl, and she sounded like this. <laughs> and then I play an Egyptian princess, and she sounded like this. Because that's all I knew.
0: But you know what? I bet sadly you And know, some uh, of
1: all of that is so sad, and yet it's so funny.
0: Well, the, the weird thing is, is it probably a, a good deal of the audience was sort of like, okay, that's right. You know, I just know it's different. The
1: directors never said anything.
0: Yeah. And it, I
1: just took it upon myself to give these characters accents because it seemed logical
0: (laughs) and it was always the same one (laughs)
1: always the same accent
0: so Poppy was it like a turning point you think
1: actually it was it was a a lovely part and oh I just adored working with Alan he's he's something else he really is
0: he can do anything that guy Yeah. so can you comedy serious all of it I do it all yeah you do (laughs) and then uh, but uh, so so after that though in the 70s you, you got better roles
1: I well the, the most amazing role that I got because it was so unlike anything I'd ever had was the the prostitute in, right in uh, carnal knowledge carnal knowledge yep
0: well let's get to the present then so you're doing this Norman Lear reboot yeah and that's and you enjoy doing it
1: and it's called One Day at a Time
0: yes One Day at a Time I remember I the original
1: I am in love with Norman Lear I I mean I never dreamed. That I would have the opportunity to work with someone like him. It's just, it's. uh, I I just feel so lucky. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I'm 86 now, for Pete's sake, and I'm doing a series. Yeah.
0: I'm doing a series. Well, you're you're very alive.
1: It's 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 into it's it's into its second season right now. It's uh, uh, is this coming out soon?
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna match it up with whenever you told us to. You had never met Norman before. You had. Have you known him?
1: I met him years ago, but he doesn't remember when he was doing a lot of producing. Uh-huh. And I went in for a, a look-see. They call that a look-see, yeah. I think. Uh, he was um, doing a pilot with Charles Durning. Uh-huh. And they needed a wife for Charlie, and I was in my 60s. But you see, I've never looked my age.
0: Yeah. You, yeah, you so, uh,
1: so I hoped against hope. And I went to meet him, and I come in, and he says, Rita Moreno. I said, yeah, hi. Big <laughs> smile,
0: uh-huh.
1: hoping. Yeah. And he says, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, but I mean, he was being very sweet. Yeah. And I said, "Ah, oh, oh, well, uh, I came here for you to look at me for, for uh, Charlie Durning's wife. He says, Charlie Durning's wife? He said, oh, honey. <laughs> You could never be Charlie Durning's (laughs) wife at any age. And I got very upset. I said, but hey, I'm 60. I was 60-something at the time. I don't remember which one it was. And he said, honey, you could never, after I told him my age, you could never be Charlie Durning's wife. Uh Get the hell out of here. (laughs) But It was done, you know, with enormous warmth. I went, sat in my car, and I cried for two hours. I hadn't worked in a bunch of years. But he
0: was giving you a compliment.
1: Well, good luck.
0: Right. I get it. Yeah.
1: And that happened to me a lot. I never looked the age that I would go in for.
0: You're too pretty to be tar- Charlie Durning's well, it
1: wasn't, wife. It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't the pretty part. It was no? just the young looking part. Oh, really? Yeah. Because hmm. I just looked very young for my age. The younger I was, the, the less young, I, the, the more young I would look.
0: Yeah. Because, and, and, I
1: mean, when I was 17, I looked like I was 15.
0: Right. Well, the, this this one, how much have you dealt with him? He was in here, you know. He came here. Oh, we're here, we are
1: here. We deal with each other constantly because we we have found we are soulmates. Yeah. We are real soulmates.
0: Well, I'll tell you, you both got your wits about you at your age. Yeah, he's like older than you and he's- He's
1: 95.
0: And he's- Oh, All unbelie- there. Unbelievable! What a gift to be, you know.
1: Imagine that
0: uh, to have the brain still, Mel Brooks too. But
1: also, but also to, to bring back a show that is supposedly old-fashioned, and make it work—that's
0: genius. Oh yeah, well, the, you know, it's good with the you the know four with the,
1: camera yeah. live audience, yep. which of course I love as an actress. Sure, it sure puts you on your metal. Let me tell yeah. you, yeah, get the it's laughs. Like, What's well, like theater?
0: Yeah. Right.
1: And, you know, you, you, I get nervous every week that we do it. I get nervous because I am, well, I was then 85 when we were doing the second and season. And you're playing the grandma? And I'm playing grandma.
0: And the, the yeah. family is uh, Cuban? But
1: she's a 77-year-old grandma. Oh, there you
0: go. Yeah. yeah right. See, you got it. So. <laughs> now you're playing the young part. Oh, it's marvelous. I love <laughs> and it. And the family's Cuban? Is that the angle?
1: The angle is that it's a Cuban family minus husband because there's been a divorce. Uh-huh and it's one day at a time. Sure. Except- uh,
0: Is there a Schneider?
1: Yes, and I call him a Schneider <laughs> because she has an accent, she talk like this, you know?
0: <laughs> that's a, that's different than the other one. She
1: talks like this. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Schneider, <laughs> <A laughs> hello, Schneider. <laughs> she, she'll flirt with anything, a fence post. She is shameless. <laughs> the one caveat that I said to them when uh, they offered the part to me, I said, I would love to do it with one condition. She has to be, even though she's older. She has to be sexual. Yeah. I said, you know, things don't just go away and disappear because you're seventy-seven. Yeah. They love the idea and have taken full advantage. They have me flirting. Oh my God, <laughs> it's very funny because she well she thinks she's she's she really believes she's God's gift to men. <laughs>
0: Maybe I she love is.
1: people that are dissolute, that are in you know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Filled
1: the, with uh, illusions.
0: Right. Uh, uh, the the sort she's of she's vain, the vanity. She's that, uh,
1: opinionated. She yeah. thinks she's she knows everything. That's great. Oh, but it's, but so she's funny. hilarious. Yeah, it's
0: so funny. You must have the funniest rarely, part.
1: She's ra- it, it, actually sometimes in some episodes it is the funniest.
0: That's so great, and you're, 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 you've never stopped working. It's unbelievable. It's beautiful. And how do you feel about like the what, what's happening now with the pushback against the male-dominated? I think it's about show. fucking
1: time. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, I can't believe. You know, I I lived through that.
0: All of it from from the beginning, I imagine.
1: I from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And when I was on the contract of Fox, I was pursued by the head of the studio mm. for months and months, and I was terrified. Because I thought, well, I guess I'll never work again.
0: If you don't do it, yeah, yeah,
1: and and uh, finally, finally, he gave up, and and I I couldn't even go to lunch by myself in the commissary because he might sit down. Mm -hmm. I was scared to death that he'd sit down and proposition me. Right. So I always, when I did lunch in the commissary, I would lunch with somebody. Right. So he couldn't do anything if he wanted to sit down.
0: Right. So it's always, it's always been there. It
1: was a nightmare. It was brutal. It was mean mm. and it was heartbreaking.
0: Yeah. so And it,
1: being Latina on top of everything else.
0: Right. So it is about time that I, it is, I yeah. told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: not 86 for nothing.
0: <laughs> Yeah. So actually, like,
1: I'll tell you what. It's been really terrific talking to you. I love you. Do your homework, and I love that.
0: Well, thank you. It was very. Uh, it was an honor for me to talk to you, and it was great seeing you last night. Great seeing you here. You seem thank great. You. Congratulations on the continued work.
1: Thank you. And it's uh, pretty great, isn't it? I yeah. wake up humming.
0: Yeah. I. I. I you're. You're an electric person.
1: There's a marvelous quote by I think it's Fleur Howells, who was a lady who who ran Vogue magazine mm-hmm. for many years, she said something that I just love to quote. She says, I wake up expecting things.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And that's exactly me.
0: That's good. is
1: that a great quote? Yeah. I wake up expecting things.
0: I get to start doing that.
1: I do. I, I, do. I,
0: I, do, I wake up that same way, but they're never good things. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now you sound like an old Jew. I, it's, it's happening.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for talking.
1: My pleasure, I assure you.
0: So that was it. That was me and the amazing Rita Moreno. Great stories. So great memory. So clear. Uh, And I I guess it's, I don't want to be condescending, but she is 86. It's pretty profound and pretty amazing. And I was thrilled to talk to her. Am I going to play guitar? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Okay.